0: the holistic endo expert podcast this is your girl your host lj johnson this podcast will be coming to you every two weeks to educate empower and motivate you so that you can live your best amazing life while holistically managing endometriosis what's up what's up we are back again hopefully you guys have enjoyed the pcos series so far if not if you're just joining and you're hopping on to listen to this amazing pcos sister story i love it but i would encourage you to go back to the beginning of the series that way you can get all the information about what pcos is and the four different types because this mini series is going to build 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 and put you in the driver's seat of your house so, what did your journey look like as you were getting that diagnosis?
1: Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrifying, really. Sometimes I would wonder if I had some type of like ovarian or uterine cancer. Or, you mm-hmm. know, why am I, why is there all this bleeding going on? Why is my cycle not normal? I'm in my 20s at this point. Like, this shouldn't be happening to me. And unfortunately, we were conceiving regularly and I would have miscarriage after miscarriage. Um, and I, there was just no explanation at all. So, it was agonizing because I was vacillating between being terrified that there was something um mortally wrong with me being more being told like oh you're just overreacting and you just need to relax and things will calm down for you like oh it's just stress oh well, my it's definitely gosh.
0: we all know about that dismissiveness right? if yeah. they can't figure out the problem either it's ibs right anytime it's anything with your stomach right. you get the bs literally diagnosis <laughs> of ibs right? there's something going with pelvic pain must be a period problem periods off oh must be that so pcos possibly you call it PCOS, is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Typically what we're looking at is a hormonal imbalance. When you're looking at hormonal imbalances, there can be endometriosis. PCOS, fibroids, some of y'all got the trifecta. Some of you guys are even dealing with the denomyosis. So, those androgen levels, which are those male sex sex hormones, are out of balance. And there's four different types of PCOS. Now, here's the deal just because you don't have cysts on your ovaries does not mean you don't have PCOS. Typically, you need to have two out of the three. So, there may be irregular periods, there may be an imbalance with your hormones, and then maybe you do have those enlarged ovaries or those enlarged follicles. Now here's the deal many times when you're dealing with pcos i think the biggest thing is most people don't know what type of pcos they have they're like four types some of you right now are on dr google trying to be like what is oj talking about Yes, honey, there's four types. So get into those show notes, grab that link, right? And see what's going on. Once again, we don't want to just be self-diagnosing, but this will put you in the driver's seat so that you can have a conversation with your doctor and they will be like, oh, okay, you girl doing the homework. Like I said, the driver's seat is where we want to be when it comes to our health. We don't want to just be DIYing. We don't want to just be guessing. But when you're dealing with PCOS, some of the common symptoms are going to be acne, oily skin and hair. I'm talking about crazy oily, excessive hair growth on the face and body. But here's the caveat. You'll be growing a beard. You'll have chin hair, all these things, right? You'll be waxing, sugaring, etc., and then turn around and go wash your hair and clumps of hair will be falling out. Like literally clumps of hair will be falling out. And sometimes there's this male pat- pattern baldness. So it's weird. You're like, okay, my body is hairy AF but then all of a sudden my hair on my head is, is leaving the building. It can be weight gain, trouble losing weight. Now, not everyone that has PCOS deals with the weight gain you know, issue. However, it's pretty predominant. There can be darkened skin patches all over your body, irregular periods or no period at all. And then the biggest one that we typically hear about with PCOS is the fertility issue. And the reason those fertility issues are there is because of the lack of ovulation, that hormonal imbalance. So Amy, tell us, once you start seeing the symptoms you're going to the doctor. It doesn't sound like they were believing you right off. What happened after that?
1: Um, I was finally able to be diagnosed when they did look at the combination of different symptoms. Um, they were able to say that, yes, it was PCOS, but you know what? This will probably shock you to death. I still don't know to this day, which of the four types I have. Oh my gosh. Right. So
0: it's so common. It's so, so common. I know I was doing a clubhouse room and I did a clubhouse room on the four types and I had someone come to the stage and she was just like four types of PCOS. And I'm like, Yeah, there's four different types, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just delve into that right now. Four different types of PCOS, inflammatory, insulin resistant, the adrenal version, and then the post pill. So some of you, and here's the other thing, just because you had PCOS in 2010, doesn't mean you still have it in 2012, and doesn't mean you still have it in 2022, and you can slide in and out. For example, if you had post pill after coming off the birth control, that may have been the issue then. But then as your body changed, maybe as your nutrition changed for the better or the worse, then it could have went to the inflammatory PCOS. So yes, definitely we'll put that in the show notes. There are four different types. And so for me, I think that's very important. Now, other people will say there's only one type and there's a lot of things out there. I'm just giving you what I believe and what I see in my practice. And even like Amy's saying, after all, of these years, not knowing the type of PCOS. And I, once again, we're not blaming anyone. We don't know what we don't know, but it makes it so much easier when I'm working with my patients to know exactly what type of PCOS we're dealing with.
1: Yes, for sure. Anybody who's listening, who's struggling with PCOS really needs to get on a call with you. I wish I had known you 20 years ago. Imagine what you would have saved me all the pain, the oh struggle, my gosh. the fears.
0: You, you know what? And I, I say this all the time. I don't come from the high horse that this is what I learned and this, that, and the other. I come from the been there, done that horse. Now I don't have a personal experience with PCOS on my healing journey, but definitely with the endometriosis, I felt isolated. I felt like I was complaining. If I was talking to my girlfriends, they were just like, oh gosh, LJ's talking about another painful period. Like I felt defeated. The biggest thing that I felt, and I'm sure you can relate with PCOS, I felt like my body was unreliable, especially like you said, going on that oh, yes. fertility journey. You're like, am I going to ovulate? Am I going to get pregnant? You're like, I'm doing the shots. I'm doing the things I'm doing everything, right? The nutrition, but your body is just not responding. Body is just not giving you those results. So tell us a little bit of what that journey looked like for you.
1: Sure. Oh, it was terrible. It was an awful part of my life. And honestly, as you know, um, there's like you just said you go in and out of pcos you know it it'll come and go it'll get worse it'll get better and you are never really sort of out of the woods until you get to that you reach that final journey um so for me you know there was this roller coaster of emotion and a lot of pressure that i was putting on myself to get everything right. But back then, of course, there wasn't, there weren't all these resources. There weren't people like you out here speaking this message, um, bringing us all this education. So I was missing that piece. I did the best that I could. I researched what I could. I did go on a weight loss journey. I lost 96 pounds. Um, wow, that's diet amazing. and exercise alone. Yeah. It was a really difficult thing to do, but it definitely made the the biggest shift for me and kicked my body sort of out of PCOS, at least temporarily, and uh, was able to then conceive uh, and bear my five beautiful biological children. So,
0: My girl said five babies. I mean, she said (laughs) once she nailed it, she went all the way, baby. She's like nutrition. So I heard a little bit of nutrition. So is it safe to say that you can heal yourself naturally? Everyone is different, but is it safe to say in your situation that nutrition and lifestyle changes made a huge impact for you?
1: Oh, definitely, 100%. So
0: let's circle back to the four types of PCOS. Insulin-resistant PCOS is the most common. Around 70% of the people dealing with PCOS have insulin resistance. This is basically when there are higher levels of insulin throughout your entire body. Now those higher levels of insulin will have your girl craving, craving, craving that food, craving the sugar. I'm talking about you wake up on a Monday and you're like, I am not going to eat sugar. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Sure enough, by 10 AM, what are you doing? Eating some sugar. And it's like, you can't control yourself. I'm talking about those cravings to where I've had patients and be like, LJ, at 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to the bodega. I'm grabbing that Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm grabbing that Cherry Coke. I'm grabbing these. They're like, I have to have it. Now, once again, I'm not diagnosing. I'm just equipping you with the tools so that you can go to your doctor, so you can go to your OB-GYN and be like, hey, I've been having this stuff going on. I haven't been feeling right. I'm feeling some kind of way. This is to put you in the driver's seat. Next, we have post-pill. Basically, what it says. Post-pill PCOS may have symptoms like acne, irregular periods, excessive hair growth. Like I said, that hair be over all your body besides the balding pattern on your hair. It's like hair everywhere. Those androgens are out of balance. Now, you can bring in synthetic hormones to kind of rebalance that, but the goal of this podcast and really what I like to do is to be able to do, you know, food changes, nutraceutical supplements, to kind of get away from some of those pharmaceuticals. There's nothing wrong with the pharmaceuticals, but most of you, if you're listening to me, Kind of like Amy and myself, been there, done that. We had to move to a more holistic approach to get some quality of life. And we've got that adrenal PCOS. We're talking about an abnormal response to stress. There's that stress where you're like, okay, this is a stressful day. Here we go again. And then we're talking about that abnormal stress response. What is stressful for one person could really mess with your levels of testosterone, really gets everything elevated. You're in that fight or flight 24 seven. Your body thinks you're always, I repeat, always running from that bear. That's the adrenal PCOS. Then we have inflammatory. PCOS, kind of like it says, your ovaries are making excess testosterone, which is resulting in physical symptoms and issues with your ovulations. Signs of that inflammation? Inflammation. It can be pain in your joints. It can be headaches. It can be excessive, you know, fatigue, unexplained fatigue. Let's talk about the skin tags, the issues of the eczema, the psoriasis, bowel issues. Now, like I said, everything looks different for everyone. So I know some of you are listening right now to the four types of PCOS and you're like, holy crap, I think I have three out of the four. I think I have all four. Oh my gosh, some of you are still blown away about 10 minutes ago when I said there were four types and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So Amy, not to put you on the spot, girl, but with that quick overview, where do you think your PCOS fell and what are some things that you really did to turn your journey around?
1: Sure. So I think mine is really listening to you explain it really well there. It really falls between the inflammatory and the adrenal response. Right. Um, I feel like those symptoms line up mostly with what I was experiencing. And definitely, I know I definitely have uh, an overreactive stress response. And I still battle with inflammation, little bouts of inflammation, even knowing what I know now and being armed with this information. Yeah, it's powerful, powerful stuff. And like you were saying, you know, the pharmaceuticals, that's not, it's good to use that if it's a part of your plan that works for you and and you have faith in it, but it's not sustainable. Really? That's the thing about the naturopath methods is that they're sustainable. This is a lifestyle change that you can embrace forever, not something that you're going to take for a year or five years it's for it's for life
0: it's a lifestyle change I think we all like to throw the the word around we're going to make a lifestyle change honey is the lifestyle change going to be for two three weeks a six week (laughs) weight loss challenge or you really in it to win it and I love what you said the natural may and I'll even just you know add a little bit more to that The natural route may not be as quick pop a pharmaceutical and feel something in 45 minutes but here's Mm -hmm. the deal doing the natural way maybe it'll take 45 days I'm not saying it's Mm -hmm. not worth it but what I do know and what I will stand on the limb and clap back and all of the other fun stuff is if you do the natural that is going to have long lasting results now you know me i like to dig deeper with the natural what you did five years ago may not work today what i did to really start putting my endometriosis in remission what i did 10 years ago that wouldn't work for me two months ago wouldn't work today and probably won't work when I'm 50 years old as your healing journey progresses once again that's why you need to be working with a professional like myself or a naturopath or someone that's going to really stir you in the right way with the holistic measures and knowing that you're going to need more than just a nutritionist or a dietitian or a couple of cookie cutter recipes like with yourself you were dealing with infertility that probably wasn't a cookie cutter fix like what did that journey look like for you
1: Uh, It was, it was difficult. It was a trial and error process for sure. Um, And some things worked better than others. Some things I think I probably gave up on too soon. Maybe I didn't give it enough try, but um, you know, for me, the main goal was to be able to have children and that's what I I did. So it worked for me, but um, I think it depends on also, I think what your goals are, you know, really just overall health. Is it regulating your periods? Is it, you know, you tired of dealing with all the the heavy long periods, you know, what what are the goals? Of course, we don't want any of those negative things, but all of us have different priorities. And uh, so for me, it was all about prioritizing uh, my fertility and then doing what was going to aid that nutritionally and, and exercise movement, movement, you got to be moving.
0: Absolutely. And what I'm hearing from you, what's really resonating with me is you had a why you found a why. It wasn't just a doctor saying, hey, you'll lose a couple pounds, go do this, that, and the other. Your why was, hey, I want to have a family. I want to be healthy enough to create a family. You had mentioned the tap water. I'm gonna tap tap in on that one for a second. What are some of the changes that you made to really turn your journey around? And like we said, what worked for Amy may not work for me, may not work for you. But let me tell you, I want to inspire you. I want to tell you some of these things to really jog your memory and get your mind going, right? Some of you Mm -hmm. have fell off some of these lifestyle changes, and this is your wake-up call to go back to the basics. So, Amy, what are three or four of the things that you did to really turn your fertility journey around?
1: So I cut out all any kind of meat that was, um, use any kind of hormones in their yep. growth and processing. And then I lowered my uh, caffeine intake I said one of the things was like sugar craving. So I would put all this cream and sugar in my coffee. And that was yes. my sugar fix and that was terrible obviously for my health so cutting back on that and exercise was huge um i at the at the time that i was during my weight loss journey i was doing 5 miles a day aerobic activity Leslie Sansone videos. Not sure if you're old enough to remember her, but uh, yes,
0: honey. I do you remember the firm? Do you remember the step aerobics? Oh, yeah. where, honey, I was sperming all the way. I can still hear the, <laughs> dun, 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 the step aerobics. I yeah, we could throw that video on again. Yeah. I'd be stepping in the name of love. I remember That's the right. classics. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it was life-changing for me. So making sure I'm incorporating a lot of movement. And then, like I said, the tap water was huge. I had read an article about how all of these um, pharmaceuticals, like birth control and things, were were in our tap water because yes. they don't really properly filter that out. So I just immediately cut off using any tap water that wasn't run through our um, professionally installed water filtration system. And I had a Berkey that filtered all the water that we, you know, used. And the combination of it all works for worked for me. So I'm blessed to have come through that. But I sure, you know, would wish I had somebody like you on my on my side. Amy's use, like, where clients. were
0: you girl? Well, I'm yes. here, right? So I may have not been there to support my girl, Amy, but I got you're you here. now. And I got everybody yeah. listening to this podcast. So if you want to hop on a discovery call, let's link up and see what we can do. Now, what mm-hmm. I also heard is there probably had to be some consistency. You didn't just change oh, yeah. your drinking water for a couple of days. Now mm-hmm. I know it can be discouraging because you do something for two weeks and you're like, where's my results? Where are my results at? <laughs> Sometimes you got to stick with it a little bit longer. Yeah. Depends on what type of PCO now i know for me like i said i personally do not have a pcos story but with endometriosis yeah definitely had to cut off some of the meat i'm gonna take it a step further your girl had to ditch the dairy it was Mm. not working for me growth hormones the antibiotics all of those things not to mention all the antibiotics i was prescribed along my healing journey where they couldn't just figure out what was wrong with lj so they threw another antibiotic on it honey i've had enough antibiotics to fuel a country at 43 years old and don't need to be on anymore (laughs) like ever again right it takes so much to rebuild my gut but you have to be consistent so i did the same thing i also i use a I mean once again i mean if you buy one great i it doesn't change my bank account in any way but the Congan alkaline water was huge for me to really hydrate my body and there is another water machine i'm looking into right now to get some hydrogen water like i'm always looking for ways to improve my quality of life because it's a lifestyle i know that there's no cure for endometriosis now there are, you know, it depends on what side you're on. You know, some people say there's no cure for PCOS. I really and truly believe that you can make some lifestyle changes. You possibly have to bring in some supplements or nutraceuticals, but you really can't turn the PCOS journey around. And so I would love to hear more, like when you really figured out what was working for your body and you're like, I'm popping these babies out. When you sat back and thought about that, like, is there anything that you would have done differently? And then my second question is, what are some things that you wish your doctor would have been telling you to help you get those healing wins?
1: Sure. So first I wish I would have done differently is seek some more support, connect with others who either are going through it or who had gone through it. Uh, I really was by myself and it was hard, especially in, in that time, because there wasn't as much research out as there is now. And it was a lonely place. So you got to take care. I'll put that plug in here while I can. Mental health is huge too. We've got to look after our mental health while we're going through these challenges just as much as our physical health, but yeah, getting that support system, getting, you know, a coach or a group program, something that helps you relate and have somebody who kind of understands what you're going through would have been huge for me. I think I would have even had, uh, my success would have been a faster path than it, it was. So, um, I guess it would have been a lot less trial and error, too, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> well, and, and like you said, that support and accountability it, mm-hmm. it kind of helps you get there a little quicker whole yes. DIY the running in circles the 10 steps forward the 15 back the zero steps forward eight back mm-hmm. and you're just like what's going on sometimes mm-hmm. it's just going into that Facebook group and someone being like hey you mm-hmm. can do it hey Amy did you get your workout in today hey girl yes. did you get your fiber in today hey did you guys get your poogasm in did you make sure you got the toxins out right like sometimes you just yes. need to know that yes I can do it and mm-hmm. they got your back they could be someone yeah. around the corner I know for me you know us coming out of the scandemic, we've been stuck at home for two and a half years. Like my practice is worldwide, but so is my support system. I have met some of the most amazing people in my support system on clubhouse on an online app on an audio app i'm like sitting at home raw free living my best life but these people aren't my community so don't be afraid to reach out to your community now i'm definitely going to do a podcast talking about community because i love me mm. some community but some yes. of you have been in the same community for too long it has become mm. toxic so we need to talk about some ways to transition but i love that now what are some things that you wish your doctor would have been telling you along the way i'm sure this is going to be good yeah.
1: I wish that my doctor would have, first of all, listened to me and treated me as an individual case instead of lumping me into a group or a, or a demographic. Um, I was ignored a lot uh, due to my my age, my young age at the time. It was like, oh, you have plenty of time. It's not a big deal. Um, I wish that my doctor had tried to help me find some more sustainable changes that that weren't just popping pharmaceuticals it was just like, I felt very ignored, very much like here, try this, go home and just take this and see what happens. And, you know, as we know that that doesn't always lead to the best results and it definitely doesn't help you to feel supported or cared for. So those are the main things that I I wish I would have had from my doctor. I definitely can't say I received any of that at the time. And
0: I've been there as well, right? Even with all the education and training I had, there's something about having learned knowledge and applied knowledge. For me, I didn't have a community as well. I say it all the time. I didn't have Instagram and TikTok and all that. Mm -hmm. Honey, I was in baby center asking other moms, like, are you having murder scene periods? Am I losing my mind? Do you remember baby center? Like that's all we had, right? Okay. Finally, somebody, I say baby center and they're not like doing headlights. Like, that's all we had. Yeah, and I had to post is. my little comment hope that it got approved and then wait for someone in the crazy world worldwide web, you know, on their AOL email yeah. Yeah. to log in and hopefully not think I was totally crazy and be like, oh my gosh, me too. And even then it wasn't like me too. Here's three things to help. It was like me too. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now we're like, okay, we're not crazy, but it was like now what, right? And mm-hmm. so that is why I have a free Facebook group. That is why I do what I do. Because like you said, we had the forums, right? Baby yes. center for me was, as good as it got. Yeah. And that was my support system. I mean, even now, I, I love my parents, but I'd like, even now, I don't think my mother fully understands what I went through. She doesn't fully understand what I do for my community and how isolating it was, especially for me as a woman of color to be told that I don't feel pain and that I'm complaining um, or that I'm a PK, right? So pastor's kids, so just pray about it. It'll make everything better that wasn't making everything better for me. And I have nothing Mm. against prayer and miracles, Mm. but I'm like, baby, I needed a real miracle. There were days I couldn't walk. And so I didn't know, I didn't have that outlet. I didn't have the support. Um, Yes, I just, I definitely can resonate with that. I could go on and on and on. So as we start to wrap this up, What would you say to the person that possibly has PCOS? Maybe they've got PCOS and endo. Maybe they're just like, I don't know what the heck is wrong with my hormones, but something ain't working out. And they're on that fertility journey. What are some things that you would speak into their heart?
1: I would tell you, just never give up. There's always hope. There's always an answer. It may take a lot of trial and error. You may, some things may work better for you and And may not work as well for you as they do someone else, but there's always a solution. So keep trying to find the solution that works for you. Uh, Prioritize your health, prioritize what is going to get you um, through life in a sustainable way that's going to give you your life back um, and not just focus on this one thing that's this obstacle in your life, but something that you can take through your life that's going to give you that health and vitality and help you on the journey And again, like I said, don't be afraid to look for support. Get get that support network, reach out, get help. Don't wait. You know, I think sometimes we also wait because we get frozen in fear. We don't know what to do. We don't understand what's happening to our bodies. And then we just don't take action. And, you know, life's too short for that. So just reach out, get some help.
0: Yes. Rely on your support system. Don't have a support system. Start to create it. Also, yes. as you get this information, if you listen to this podcast, I'll definitely do another episodes, really going more into the four types of it and some tips and tricks, so that you can start now. Because, like I said, every episode I want you to walk away with something. So today you are walking away with those gems from Amy, someone that's been there, done that, that's dealt with PCOS, that made some holistic lifestyle changes. Notice she didn't say any get quick, you know, get quick stuff, right? She didn't Amazon her healing journey. She didn't get to pay an extra two ninety nine and get it tomorrow. Right? She had. Had to put in the work but five babies deep i'm gonna say it worked for my girl And like we said everyone is different but do not give up pcos does not define you i i know i know i've got to say it again your doctor may have given you the diagnosis but you dictate the prognosis. You dictate what your journey is going to look like. So we would love to hear from you guys per usual. If you have a question you want it addressed, especially during the month of September, hurry up and go to that Google form in the show notes and put your question in so we can address it in September. Thanks for listening to another amazing episode of the Holistic Endo Expert Podcast. Now, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform and be sure to leave a five star review telling me your biggest takeaway from today's episode. Also, take advantage of those show notes where you can find lots of freebies and offers to help you with your endometriosis journey. Last but not least, be sure to follow me on Instagram and I look forward to bringing you more amazing content to help you go from endo warrior to endo conqueror.